Hello and welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I am your host, DJ Mitchell, back again after taking one night off. Um, I'm back for a three-game Friday night slate. I don't understand still why the NHL seems to not want to give us big Friday slates. All I want to do is watch hockey, and they give us three, you know, interesting matchups, uh, a couple of matchups we don't see very often, um, and two six over-under. So it should be at least some fun if you're playing on DraftKings, if you're gambling in general. Um, I've been having some good luck to start the year. I did get into the Spinorama contest on DraftKings and one of my two tickets cash. So I did pull up back some money. So I hope the season's off and running for you guys as well. Uh, I know the props that I've been posting on Twitter have been pretty good. I, you know, I'm definitely above average right now, but a lot of those I can't bet on in New York. So I'm not really going to be posting my statistics until that gets legalized, hopefully by the Super Bowl. So thanks again for joining. If you're not following me on Twitter, it's at DJ underscore Mitchell nine four. You can follow the morning skate podcast. I'll, that's where I normally retweet all the lineups um, the day of the skates and before the games as much as I possibly can. Um, the hockey assist network. I'm still working on a couple of videos. I'm hoping to get a little bit more content uh, out to you soon. Just waiting to get more hockey coverage to actually produce to put out there, um, but we'll get right into it. Uh, we have three games on this slate. We're going to start with Vancouver at the flyers. So the Vancouver Canucks coming off of a tough, shootout loss to Edmonton. I watched the end of that game. I mean, they, the one thing about Vancouver that, that I'll note right at the start is their big guns are absolutely getting the minutes. Uh, we had Pedersen with 23, JT Miller with 22, Horvat with 22, Garland and Pearson with 20, uh, kind of fell off the map from there. I know Hoglander had a lot of points. Um, and Ekman Larson had a goal, which is, you know, a little bit interesting. Ekman Larson, 24 minutes and Quinn Hughes is 27. So all those top kind of five or six guys are going to see a, bulk of the load which is to be expected I, I you know there was a lot of offense generated in that game overall it didn't get to that six and a half over under um because goaltending was just pretty good I think Demko might be a bit better than expected and they did end up coming back late in a, in a game that it seemed all but out of so they're going against a Flyers team that has not played yet the Flyers will be without a couple of players um Ristolainen is out and that might actually be better the only one so without Ristolainen that pretty much assures a good spot for a guy like Provorov and Ellis. Uh, if we look back, because they have not played a game this year, um, well, I didn't pull it up yet. So let's look back at their last preseason game uh, just to try to get a, a good vision of what their power play might look like. So it looked like they had Yandel with Katerier, Giroux, connecting JVR. That's probably the pseudo unit one. Provorov was with Atkinson, Broussard, Ellis, and Farabee. So I definitely think Yandel is going to run that first power play. Um, hopefully with Bristline and out, he gets a few more minutes, which might help you gain an edge in DFS, where I do think the Flyers are a really good spot to target. I'll definitely be playing them because they're really not that expensive. I mean, Katerier, 7,100. But after that, their next forward is Giroux at 6K, connecting 59. Like, I think those are really, really good spots. We don't have player props yet, but just kind of looking at their lineup, I do think that Konechny is in a, a supreme spot to be the shot generator with Katerier and Giroux. That seems like a really good spot. And last year, he kind of fell off from what his previous production was. So I'm hoping we get pretty good lines on him. We might see a two and a half at like plus 150. That's kind of what I'm expecting. So I'm definitely considering hammering that. I also think Atkinson with Therabee and Broussard is also in a pretty premium shot-taking role. Um, so those are two guys I really like. On the Vancouver side, I, like I said, those guys, the, the, the six guys getting the big minutes are the guys you want to target. I see no reason that you couldn't take Horvat or Garland or Pedersen. Uh, I want to see it first before I really start hammering their prop lines. 
but I definitely like them overall in this game. I kind of like the flyers at minus 160 a little bit. I don't really have a ton of time for Vancouver. And I do like the flyers depending on what that line gets to minus 160 might not be enough for me to actually take it myself. I would probably hope it gets a little bit closer back to the mean, but I think it's a fair bet. I mean, they're at home. I think Carter Hart's going to be much improved. I don't mind it at all. Um, and I'm not touching the six over under feels like a complete coin flip to me. Not, not my, for my liking. So we'll move on to the other seven o'clock game, the Blackhawks at the devils, the Blackhawks played against Colorado McKinnon was Colorado and they got pretty badly beaten four to two. I don't think they really held up too much of a fight. Uh, their top lines did not produce uh, from that game. A couple notes would be a Seth Jones played 28 minutes. He's going to be a huge workhorse for them. They gave him the big contract top power play. So while I, like I mentioned, and I think previous episode, I'm not the biggest fan of him in the world as a total player. I do think he's a great fantasy asset 6,400. I'm probably just going to try to find the room to get Dougie Hamilton. Cause I do think he's going to be a focal point of their PowerPoint. I mean, just even more than before um, I'm pretty much locking him in on, on daily fantasy and definitely going to consider his prop bets. Cause I do think he'll take a ton of shots. Um, the devils are not quite as talented as Carolina. I don't think that's, overstepping um they have lines of sharon govich i'm not gonna say it wrong this year with hughes and kukinen um so jack hughes a guy i love i don't mind that line but it's not my favorite that's at least the practice line they ran but pablo zaka nico hishier and jesper brett is a bit more interesting to me at least i'm don't want to i really don't know what their power play is gonna look like exactly we know a couple guys that will be on it for sure but I really don't trust anything they did in preseason because they juggled it around quite a bit. But that top line against Chicago, who I, like I'm already kind of alluding to, gives up quite a bit. Has two wingers at 5K, Pavel Zaka and 4,400, Jesper Brett, who I think both could potentially be in power, at least in power play roles in general. Um, Nico Heischer, 6,400. That's really tough for me to get to because I don't consider him a great rate shooter. Maybe you just fade him out on that. Um, go after a different center and try to find a savings with a guy like Bo Horvat or maybe some cheaper guys that we can get to um, at the end of this, because I'm just not doing it myself. Probably um, just doesn't quite seem like the right take there. Um, as far as this game in general, from a betting perspective, I'm really hard pressed to bet either side of this uh, Jersey minus 125 or Blackhawks plus 105. I mean, I, we haven't seen the devil's play all year. I, I don't particularly think they're that great. I'd probably take the Blackhawks at this point. It sounds like Mackenzie Blackwood isn't going to play. Um, it says he shouldn't be available. I don't know the reasoning exactly. I know he's vocally not vaccinated, which means that maybe it has something to do with that. I can't be certain, but it sounds like he's not going to play. I mean, that puts um, Jonathan Bernier in that. He's fine, but it's not great. Um, yeah, Bernier should be the starter there. I don't mind taking the Blackhawks in the bounce back spot. I'm fine with it. I, I really kind of like the over more, but it's six over under minus 120. I, I kind of like the over here. I think there'll be some goals to be had in this game for both sides. I think that you might be able to get a, a great prop line again on kind of like Patrick Kane with plus 250 to score a goal. I mean, that just doesn't quite make sense. Um, it seems like DraftKings just took in his goals from last year and just like divided over per game and just said like, all right, that's his prop line. And he's a much better player than that. So I do think that that could be a, a good spot to pick. Uh, other than that, um, Chicago's game, Kirby Doc had a plethora of shots. Um, he did get good power play run. They kind of ran like a, like they ran uh, a lot of Doc and Kubalik with the top unit and not as much Tyler Johnson. 
I'm not sure if that's going to be super indicative of the future, but maybe they didn't like what they saw. They moved things around. We'll see what happens. Um, the only goal that scored in the power play was actually the whole second unit together. So it does seem like they're kind of juggling things around, but they're trying to keep Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, um, and to bring it and Taves on the ice as much as they can for the power play. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and other than that, is there really anyone that I want to target on? Uh, Prop-wise, Vancouver, like I said, no, I mean, <laughs> prop-wise for the Devils, just really Dougie Hamilton for me. I'm probably not going to get crazy uh, into the into the weeds on them. So last game, Minnesota and Anaheim. We haven't seen Minnesota yet, but I think we have a pretty good understanding of what they'll be doing. Uh, it says right now on the drafting slate that Talbot is day-to-day. It sounds like he's okay to go. He is, I believe, the most expensive goalie, yeah, most expensive goalie on the slate on the road. Probably not going to go there myself. Um, I, you know, I really like the Winnipeg line um, against Anaheim. They didn't get a ton. Uh, Anaheim, John Gibson played great. We don't really have any news out of Anaheim yet what they're going to do game two. I'd expect to see Gibson again. I expect myself not to, t- to touch those lines if I see Gibson again. Um, I'm a bit more interested in a guy like Kirill Kaprizov and his shot props because I don't think they're going to be priced right to start the year. And he should be in a much, even more premium role to shoot with Zuccarello and Erickson Eck. Um, Erickson can be a rate shooter, but he kind of changed his game from when he was younger to be more of a defensive playmaking kind of guy last year. So I think Kroka Prizov is going to be in an absolutely premium role here. I plan on having him and Dougie as like two of my cornerstones for my lineups and DraftKings. And I'm definitely going to be taking Kaprizov's prop no matter what I can get. Maybe I'll take a first goal. Maybe I'll take a shot prop. I'm going to kind of look around and pick what I like. Um, but those are the guys I'm interested in here. I think Fiala also has some intrigue especially on DraftKings, where I feel like, hold on, let me, let me find his price. I feel like he was under 5,700. Just, yeah, I don't think that's right. Um, those are the two guys here. And I think, you know, they should be on the same power play unit. Yep. Yeah, with uh, Spurgeon on the point. So I think that's a good stack, even though they're not correlated, you're on a three game slate. You're kind of hoping both of them score. And if one of them connect on the power play, you know, you're kind of taking away a pretty big chunk of the field that won't do it. So that, that's something I'm kind of going to be building around. Um, I also think Spurgeon is a pretty good play at 6,100, but I might not get there just because I'm going to have to probably punt defense with the guys I've already said. Um, so with all of that being said, probably not touching the line. I'm probably not touching the over-under. I'd rather just play props in this game because I really feel like I have a good grasp on what the offense is going to be for Minnesota. Um, on the Anaheim side, side, we saw a lot of young guys. Uh, we saw Ricky Racks lead them in minutes. Uh, he had a, a fair game. He had a goal on power play. His power play with with Zegras, Getzlaff, Drysdale, and Comtois, that unit saw a little bit more time than the Shattenkirk on the point with McTavish, Henrik Fowler, and um, Silverberg power play. But, you know, there is some good correlation. There was Silverberg and McTavish. That's real, real, real cheap. Um, So I do think Anaheim's going to be the spot to get value, but it is a pretty low game. So it's going to be kind of tough. But McTavish is a minimum salary power play guy, a rookie, and he logged 15 minutes with penalty kill time. That's probably not correct. So he's not a penalty killer. So yeah, 15 minutes though. Um, so, I mean, I think that he's probably your minimum salary take here. Uh, seems like he could potentially be a rate shooter. He's a power forward in the making though. So he can kind of do it all. Silverberg 3,600. So I think Anaheim has a ton of value, but they did spread the minutes a bit more than I would have liked to see. Uh, they had a lot of power play run. There was a lot of penalties in that game in general. So we'll get a better indication maybe um, on Friday night. So with all that being said, 
couple of my favorite bets. I haven't been doing this yet. This is really what the show is going to be about this year is just kind of picking our favorites, but on a three game slate, I'm going to run through the whole thing. So I think my favorite bets are going to be anything Kroll Kaprizov. If you really like the first goal, anytime goal or the shot prop, I think any of those are really good bets on their own. The shot prop probably going to be better for your parlay. If I'm parlaying with anything that's going to be connecting shots and probably Dougie's shots. Um, I think those are probably the easiest way to go about things. Maybe to break it, depending on what the line is. Um, and then other than that for DraftKings, I guess real quickly, I think that, like I said, I'm going to start my lineup with Kaprizov, lock him in with Fiala to kind of cut some of the field down. I'm going to go over to Dougie. I'm going to grab him. And then from there, it, it's going to be a lot of trying to figure it out. Um, I think as far as goaltending is concerned, I know a lot of people want to hear about it. I'm probably going to put Spike Harder Hart. I think Vancouver is going to put up a ton of shots. And I think that there's a good chance that Philadelphia gets the win. So if that's the case, I'll probably throw connecting in there. And then I'm going to need my punts. Um, that leaves me with two centers open. So you can kind of go from there. Four to 200 per player left. I have four spots. I might end up throwing McTavish in the utility in the late slot um, as a comeback since I'm not taking Minnesota's goalie and then filling in centers. So I think that's probably plenty enough for the three-game slate. Uh, definitely follow me. I, like I said, every day I'm going to try to post some props. I'm also posting some underdog stuff. If you're into that, you can definitely get involved. Uh, let me know. I can get you a promo code. Uh, but most of the stuff on this is just going to be DraftKings related. So all that being said, have a great slate. Hopefully you're off to a hot start to the hockey season and you're enjoying the games. Saturday night, I'll be in Buffalo uh, for the Sabres game. So I hate myself enough to do that. Have a good slate, everyone. And we will talk to you either tomorrow or Monday. I'm not sure when I'll be back, but probably Monday. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.